Yo, what's going on? My name is Steve Arneson. I am the co-host of the Go Big to Give Big podcast, and I am here to inspire you to go bigger with your goals and dreams so that you can give bigger with your profits. Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. Welcome back to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, and I'm excited to share a little bit of a change up for you guys. We are going to interview each other. So Steve is going to interview me and I'm going to interview him so that you can learn more about us, why we started this mission, who we are, and why we're on this massive journey to inspire people to go bigger and give bigger. So today we have the incredible Steve Arneson on the show, and I am fired up for you guys to listen to this awesome, awesome episode where I ask Steve some vulnerable questions, get him to open up and learn more about the life that he's created and why he is doing the things that he is doing. So without wasting any more time, jump on in and listen to the co-host of the Go Big to Give Big podcast, Steve Arneson. Welcome back to another episode of the Go Big to Give Big podcast. And I am excited to welcome today's guest, a special guest, Steve Arneson, my co-host. Steve, how are you doing today? Doing outstanding, man. Out freaking standing. Love that answer. And uh, this is something we've talked about for a while that we wanted to do is interview each other to hear about our stories of giving and our stories of Go Big to Give Big and what excites us about the mission and the motto and uh, just letting some of our uh, audience get to learn a little bit about us better. And we're starting off with you, man. So uh, I would just love I'm to- the test dummy. Test dummy. I'd love to just learn. Like, uh, What got you into entrepreneurism? What gave you the bug to want to you know, get into- creating businesses and starting your own thing? Um, even from a young age, uh, I've always wanted to, I've always had a bit of a fascination with money. I, I wanted to be like quote unquote rentro wealthy. Uh, I wanted the finer things in life. Uh, whenever my mom always used to joke with my dad that whenever they would go to a store, they would make bets on whichever product I would want was going to be the most expensive product in the store. And uh, so they would try to pick out what that product would be. And most of the time they're right. I would go out and find like the fanciest thing, but that's just the one I want. So like part of my taste just has expensive flavors to it. And with that, to be able to afford expensive things, I need to be able to pay for expensive things. So uh, I knew in some ways that I had to be either in a high income earning job. And I can tell you a little bit about that story in a second, or be able to create my own type of income where the ceiling is is uh, not limited and so that led me into uh sales because one i like talking to people i love helping people so that worked out in that type of uh, model and and i ended up finding a bit of a knack for it so uh, i got into some positions that had commission sales and with commissions there was no caps on these ones so the more business i could drum up uh the more 
meat on the bone there was for for Steve and what I took home at the end of the day. So I uh, learned some good skills on on how to build that network and how to create um, you know that type of income for myself at a younger age. And then I had this bit of a come to God moment uh, while I was working for this company where I saw my VP behind me and he was you know 50, 55 years old, 40 pounds overweight. And he was just working 80 hours a week, grinding for somebody else, never saw his family, stressed to the max, living an unhealthy lifestyle. And I was like, this is this is the future of what it's going to be for me if I continue working down the sales route. I'm going to be on the road for 30 weeks a year, and I'm going to be making 150000 $250,000, and I'm going to be stressed up to the nines and not know my kids or my wife. And that's not the lifestyle that I wanted. And it was that moment where I knew something had to change at some point and entrepreneurism business was going to be that thing that uh, I started to pursue. You mentioned that you um, want to spend more time with your wife and, and kids as, as they come into your life and, and you didn't want to follow in that pursuit. What about that entrepreneurism and that lifestyle have you really come to enjoy now that you're creating this lifestyle and is that the driving focus now for you more than income? I wouldn't say it's the driving force. I think income is still probably on the higher side of things, or at least they're probably par with each other. Um, lifestyle is is certainly very, very important for me, but to live the lifestyle that I want, I have to earn a certain type of income. And so they're, they're you know, it's a jab, jab, left hook kind of thing. And so you got to have both tools in your tool belt to be able to, for me anyways, to, to make that happen. Um, and yes, they're they're both important. Uh, but you need one with the other almost. I have to agree with that a hundred percent that you need the you need the income in order to live the life to get the freedom so that you can do the things that you want to do. And and the part of that too is like um in, in like the corporate world, I was doing international biz dev with avionics and uh in that that um sales spotlight, I think there's an expectation from most businesses that, you know, you're Maybe you're the the guy who kind of walks in the office every once in a while, but there's still that expectation of like you clock in at you know seven o'clock in the morning and you clock out at seven p.m. at night. When you have a job, when you're working for yourself, I think you have more flexibility of what that lifestyle could be. So with being my own boss, maybe I'll make the same amount of income um, that I could in you know at fifty in a in a sales role, but I'll have more flexibility with being able to work whatever hours I wanted. Maybe it was midnight and I could take my kids to school at nine o'clock. I don't have kids now. I just have a fur baby. Um, but if that were to me the case down the road, being able to be a boss, you can create systems and have teams in place for, uh, for being able to have a flexible work day. That's so awesome. And I want to pivot into asking a similar question, but just in the philanthropic space, uh, you've obviously been very giving back your entire life and and that's something that drew us together as business partners and uh, allowed us to have a very big connection and build very like-minded uh, company together. But where did your philanthropic mindset come from and the idea of giving, uh, why does it excite you now? I think it came from my dad primarily and then from his parents. Uh, so my granny and granddad. Um, my dad was always the first person to volunteer or to help and it could have been on any size or scale or spectrum whether it was helping out with uh you know building hockey kids or uh you know helping somebody 
move their car or jump start their car or or help me or friends with this thing or that thing he was always the first person to like it wasn't even like it was it was forced on him he wanted to help i think that's how he was raised from from my granny granddad it was like no matter what the circumstance is you jump at the chance to help because that's what i think good humans do and so i think that was just born into me a little bit and i saw that from him and i lived that experience and and that just kind of became the person I was where uh, I had no shame in, in helping somebody regardless of what that looked like. And then through that, it was always just give value. And I think that was one of the things that you and I connected off on, you know, on earlier days was we wanted to create a lot of value together for the people that we worked with. Even if it meant at our own expense, we knew that that additional or over and above value that we were delivering was going to come back around for us tenfold in the future with those relationships with that equity we might have with people um and just as a as a brand reputation um i know at some point uh you had a moment where you decided uh, a certain amount that you wanted to donate and i believe you wrote a check to yourself or to that charity uh, as you're thinking you share a little bit of that story and and how that's um inspiring you still today uh i can't remember exactly where it was i think it was at a conference that we were at and um it is the, the speaker you know was was talking about um you know increasing your goals and and getting a little bit uncomfortable with them and so for a long time up to that point you and i had been donating to uh kidsport victoria through our meetup and through our business and and personally uh, as well and um so this this lady speaker, I can't exactly remember how it came up, but it was a practice that she gave it to everybody in the room. It was like two thousand or three thousand people in the room. So she had these like fake checks made and delivered them to everybody. And I was like, you know, figure out what that charity of choice is, and then write almost like a a bag, you know, uh, uh, a unachievable goal to you at this time, but knowing that down the road you're going to use that as the carrot of motivation in the future for expanding your business and going bigger so you can give bigger. So for me, it was Kids for Victoria, helping youth of Victoria uh, play sports and, and learn through, you know, team and single sports and, and just that that environment. And it's a it's a hundred thousand dollar check uh in, in one single foul swoop. Yeah, that's so special and and something that I think we're gonna be able to accomplish. No problem. And I think uh, I've only got two years to do it too. I think it was December, but before 2025 is what I believe I had to write that track by. Easy, man. We'll make that happen for sure. Um, I want to I want to come back to a little bit of this stuff, but I wanted to hear just your side of the story. Um, we obviously joined a mastermind, Cole Hatter's mastermind, Thrive, Make Money Matter, where we learned kind of how to compare um, or how to um, put together businesses and giving back for purpose business model. Um, and I would just love to hear when was the first time you made that connection of using your business to give back as opposed to Steve Arneson having to go work and then pull the money out of his pocket. It's like, wow, we can actually do something with a business that gives back. Love to just hear that first moment where you had that aha, it clicked. I remember the exact moment. It was, you were down at the conference because um, we wanted to go. I had a conflicting event thing that I had to go to that same weekend. So you went down there and um, you had you had heard Cole on a podcast, I think, and, and it was like, this guy was just for you and see flew down there or whatever. And I remember, I think it was like the Saturday, he started not selling, but selling his mastermind. And so I get this call from you and I'm standing there. I'm, it's vivid in my memory, man. I was in the Starbucks 
uh, parking lot outside in the Duncan uh, area. And like, hey, man, I want to join this mastermind. And it's like, it's 20 grand. And I know we don't have a penny to our names right now, but we'll figure it out. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you even talking about right now? Because, well, it's this mastermind of collaborating with other people, like other, uh, you know, high achieving entrepreneurs that have businesses that give back. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, we make money, we can give back. Like, what are you talking about here exactly? And you're like, no, 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 it's, it's basically like a one for one in ways, or there's other ways you can do it as well. And he described this model of like, the more you make in your business has this appropriate um, portion that also scales up on the giving side of things. And the bigger your business goes, whether that be acquiring real estate, rental doors, like, or developments like our business, or selling shirts like Tentry, the bigger that goes, there's an automatic thing that happens, not a choice by us, but some sort of automatic that happens that the, the donations just automatically get bigger as well. And so when he started talking about that mastermind to me and collaborating with like-minded people who wanted to scale and be successful, but also wanted to have a high impact on this world through their businesses and through their networks, it was, that was probably the first light bulb moment of like, oh shit, not only can do I think we can do this, but this is going to be an incredible, awesome journey along the way. That's cool. I absolutely love that story. And uh, I remember that moment being on the other side of the phone, standing <laughs> in the hallway, telling everyone, my business partner is going to absolutely hate me because we have no money to our name, but we're going to make this work. And uh, I think it was a good investment to date. Um, and so obviously we've gone to turn our business into a for-purpose business. We've done a lot of charity events and, and raised some money through our meetups and through our rental properties and a bunch of other stuff. Question for you though is, why do you think... Um, it's so hard to understand that concept until you hear it where you're like, oh, that makes complete sense. But beforehand, nobody thinks of it. Like, why aren't more businesses thinking this way yet? And and why is that such a uh, easy decision to make once you hear it? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's similar to looking at like the average household income or like, how did you learn finances? Right, you learned it from your parents or whoever you did was that you grew up with. Whether that be your your aunts or you know your grandparents or friends or whatever, and you learned it from the circle who who brought you up. And that's why most people aren't financially savvy is because there is learning from whatever habits that their parents and their parents' parents and their parents' parents' parents had, uh, whether there was investing, not investing, or saving or budgeting or not. The same thing kind of I think happens with business where maybe you inherit you know a parent's business or uh you you buy somebody's business or you're um uh, in the trades and your sales or whatever it might be and you just like climb the ladder up to then run the business you're only running it how you know how and how you were taught from your your mentors or um or your boss at the time and in most cases it hasn't been up until you know the recent last decade basically where you really noticed businesses have some sort of for purpose element primarily just because nobody did it i think but then as it started happening and i think as some brands are to leverage that within their brand equity more and more people started to see that one it's you know business strategy that works but two like more and more people today are more like social impact cautious um, in, in a positive light, like in a, in, a, in a way that people want to be able to support businesses and companies that do good for the world. And so I think to answer your question, you know, 
bluntly, I think people just didn't know there was an option. And now when, when you actually take that second, similar to like working on your business, when you take the second to step back and look maybe like, or step up and remove yourself from the business and look down into your business and see how it, um, see how the mechanics of it all works to, you know, make it more efficient or, or systemize it or, or whatever. You can then see like, oh, there's opportunity here for me to add 1% here or a dollar there or small pieces of time or whatever that might look like in any given business to be able to incorporate that, uh, that four purpose act into it. And it's just an awareness thing. And I think that's true. And I think that, um, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, giving being like a muscle, you have to build it and you have to use it. And, uh, it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym once a year, you're not going to expect to build a six pack abs. Just like if you give once a year, you don't expect that to become a natural part of your business in day to day. What's mm-hmm. one thing people can start doing today to start building that giving muscle a little bit more inside their business? I think the simplest way, even if you don't have a business and you're listening to this podcast and it's inspiring you somehow, it doesn't have to be monetary. I think if you're starting off and you want to test it, if you want to build that muscle, just go around and everybody you meet in a day Try to give them a compliment. Somebody at you're going travel for groceries. They have a cool shirt on or a wicked tattoo. Uh, say, hey, where, where'd you get that ink from? When was that done? It's really cool. Um, you know, cool shirt. Same thing. I like a shirt. The other day, I was walking down the street, and kid about my age, like thirties, had a smoke outside of his building, and I noticed these like fresh white vintage ASIC runners. And like, I'm a sneaker freak. And so I was walking out to him and I was like, hey dude, like sweet kicks. And his energy completely changed from like just sitting out there like early morning, kind of tired, kind of, you know, didn't seem thrilled with the world. And as soon as I said that, he completely lit up. And it was, oh my God, yeah, I just got these yesterday. And I was like, no way, dude, like they're really cool. Like they're wicked. And he was, you know, he said, thanks. And I kept walking. And I've done that multiple times because it's been a bit of a, social test pilot for me as well to see how it impacts me and see how it impacts others. And I totally believe that me giving that one compliment, one, it kind of pushes me to like expand well and muscle. Two, they're receiving it nine times out of 10, very, very genuinely. And I think what happens then is that like ripple effect takes place where I give them a compliment. They're happy with their day to be able to impact the people in their lives. Maybe they give somebody else that compliment that makes that person happier within their day, which then they go and give somebody else that compliment. And there's this trickle effect that happens from, you know, four or five degrees of, of, you know, multiplication. And I think that's the best way to start because I truly believe too, that not only does businesses need to incorporate some sort of for purpose aspect into their, you know, as a line item or as a part of their philosophy. But I also believe that we as like a society or a community that we're living in the proximity with needs to be kinder and be more aware. Amen to that. And that's so awesome. That just goes to the the gratitude that you uh, bring every single day to all the conversations you're a part of. You're always focusing on that. And the the thing I want to touch a little bit on now, pivoting a little bit into some of the the business stuff is is so as we are building for purpose businesses and we're giving back what you know you work with and talk to a lot of investors on a day-to-day basis uh you talk to a lot of business owners on a day-to-day basis on a consumer side what have you seen working with people when you share that you have some sort of giving component 
that you donate regularly, that you love uh, being in the philanthropic space. What impact does that have on the consumer side of working with investors and uh, as well as people that are just buying other products? I think upfront, I didn't know how to talk about it. And so I think some people saw it initially as um, like a branding play and maybe not authentic. But once I got a little bit more comfortable in how I spoke about it and the reasons why we incorporate that into our business, it was almost like an immediate um, pillar of trust between like in that relationship. And as more people started to recognize it in our brand, people specifically chose working with us on an apples to apples comparison to a similar type of project that didn't have some sort of give back component to it. And so not only did like, I'm a huge relationship person. Like I, I want to have, I don't want masses. That's kind of why I hate social media. Like I don't want masses in my life. I want depth in my life. And, um, so in those relationships, working with investors, like there's a lot of just gratitude from them and also a lot of inspiration that they get out of it as well, because they see the conviction and the passion that I, that I have when I talk about it, they also get just inspired to be a part of that project, knowing that they get to contribute to Kids Work Victoria or Greater Victoria Housing Society or INH, like Larry, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago, um, you know, just the different organizations that we are able to support. So they're inspired to, to be a part of that world. And then that inspiration then, you know, takes off in their own space. So I, th I think it's a, it's a, it's a happy drug almost of once they, once they see it and believe it and like feel it from working with us, it's something that they will always look for in every new relationship or partnership that they, you know, go out and find. It does create a bit of a, uh, a standard or a culture for people. Once you're a part of it, you kind of, you just question everyone else you're working with might not uh, directly change who you invest with or, or who you do business with, but it's always in the back of your mind when you think about it. And um, one of the things that we talk a lot about is with Kids for Victoria, we're able to put a nomination to how much we donate. So when we donate $300, we know we're putting one kid through sport. Do you think that makes it easier to talk about instead of saying, hey, we donated $10,000 to Kids for Victoria, we can say, hey, we put X amount of kids through sports. Uh, through our donation in that space? Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, I think from a communication perspective, more people shouldn't take that approach versus the monetary approach. Um, I think it, it expresses what the impact is. And I don't think anybody really particularly cares how much you donated. Like nobody cares if we wrote a $10 check, a $100 check, a $10,000 check, or a million dollar check. What they really care about is the impact that that money made. And so when you can describe that, you know, we wrote that $10,000 check and we were to put 300 people through through sports for a season, there's a tangible effect for that cause. Kids went through sports and they learned these characteristics on how to be uh, a leader in their community, how to work hard, set goals, learn how to fail, recover from that failure, um, and be more confident in their skin. And having this shared, great, we donate 10 grand. Cool, pat on the back, good job, your business is going well. But when you're able to describe how it's affecting the community itself, I think you get way more people bought in and there's a, a higher level of like momentum that happens and conviction that just takes over. I know we uh, talked a little bit about donating $10,000 and putting a, you know, a few hundred kids through sport. And that was a big monumental moment in both of our lives, but in particular years, mm -hmm. that was a special moment for you. 
and uh, being able to write that check and see that and every month writing checks to watch kids go through sports. What is your legacy now? How has it changed? What do you like? What do you want to leave in this world now when you think of uh, the day that uh, maybe comes to an end and you're like, man, that's the impact that I left? What is that? Uh, I'm assuming the day doesn't come for like another 60 or 70 years, right? <laughs> With uh, uh, the new 10x health systems out there, you can live forever, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It doesn't neuralink me up into, you know, beat me up, Scotty. Um, you know, when that day, should that day come, uh, well, the first off, the funeral or celebration of life or whatever isn't going to be a sad day. It's going to be uh, a day full of gratitude and excitement and fun and great conversation and cool people connecting with other cool people. Um, there's not going to be a moment of sadness in that all day because I just don't believe in that. But um, the impact, or I guess the legacy, is those people that are there. I want those people to uh, share with each other the special conversations that we were able to have and how a deep relationship with me impacted their life and how that impact has then gone to, you know, change their business or change their relationship with, with their family or their community. And how I hope that everybody who comes there or remembers me in the end just remembers that um, I was genuine and kind to them. That is awesome, man. And, and sounds like you got a pretty good, uh, emotional connection to what you want that to be and how you want it to look. And, um, how am I going to ask this? Um, I want to stay on the topic of uh, giving, but when we talk about giving, we don't just talk about money and other things like that. It's giving to our family, giving to our friends. And something Cole mentioned to us uh, throughout the years is, you know, don't just be a seven-figure earner, be seven figures in every part of mm -hmm. your life, mm -hmm. you know, being a, a husband, a father, and, um, and how you want to show up in your business and everything. How have you changed who you've become over the years? with that uh, mindset of wanting to look at your legacy and how you want to leave this planet and how you want to leave your kids and your family. Man, we're going to need a whole novel for that one, I think. But I think if I can sum it up, um, I think the first thing that really took time and energy like that I invested into was self-awareness. And a part of the self-awareness became like, I have been very selfish for valid reasons, I think. Um, and I wouldn't change how, how I was at the time, but what started to take place was that awareness of that selfishness and the awareness of if, sorry, the, and the awareness of the person I want to become, what needs to change today to, to close that gap to the person I want to become. But it, it took, it started with, I don't know where I am today, so that took that self-awareness to be able to figure out what that gap is and then close that gap. And then after that, it was just intention. Um, I have a personality tracker, which I rate on a monthly basis, which kind of keeps me aware of where I am and in, in uh, like different attributes of my life. Um, if you can't track it, it doesn't exist. Um, and 
what it allowed me to do was figure out what it is and what it is that's important to me. And when you find out what's important to you, you can let go of what's not. And so it took away a lot of distractions and gave me more space for what's important. It's very fitting that the analytical one of uh, the both of us <laughs> has a tracker to just track how you uh, live everyday life. So I absolutely, absolutely love that. Um, I want to ask one more quick question before we jump into uh, the sort of giving round of here. Um, and, um, you know, we talk a lot about going from six figure earners to seven figure givers, go big to give big. How, you know, how can people start thinking bigger and giving bigger? Like where, did, where, where is the whole purpose of that, to go big to give big? How can people think bigger and give bigger? Well, uh, on the think side first. Uh, to think bigger, I think you need to surround yourself with people who do that. Uh, I've always been somebody, even when I was a young, young age, I always was uh, desiring to be the dumbest person in the room. That stands today. Um, and when you are surrounded with people who are just talking a much higher level than you, you can sit there and listen quietly and almost be like totally unseen, but you grow in that space. And then as you start to contribute to those conversations, you know, you recognize how much more you don't know. And then you're, that just expands the world for you. And so finding like masterminds and mentors and people who are just high achieving mofos out there that might be like in your work, in your community, on your hockey team or wherever, surround yourself with those people and have those big conversations of like, so I kind of have this weird idea, man. And Kind of feels weird to say, but I think I can make a million dollars a month with that over two years from now. And if you said that to like my friends 15 years ago, they would laugh in your face. Like, dude, you can't do that. What the F are you talking about? Like, no way, buddy. Like, they would just be discrediting. But when you surround yourself with those types of people, people then start to be like, all right, cool. Like, tell me about it. Like, oh, yeah, what if you incorporated this? And it's complimentary and not, you know, restricting. So that's how I think you start to think bigger is just, pay to me in rooms that do it automatically. Um, on the actual, was it go bigger or get bigger? Uh, yeah, just the whole thing around go big to get bigger. Like how do people think bigger, go bigger, and then how do they give bigger? On like the implementation side of things, um, I think one of the big pieces for our businesses as they've grown has just been recognizing uh, two things. One, that time is more valuable than anything else. So how do you maximize your time in the day, week, month, year and leverage other people's time to exponentially grow? And to do that, you need systems in place. And there are efficiencies through your business. I don't care what business it is that you run and maybe you manufacture salt or maybe you sell real estate. There are efficiencies that you can make to systemize that to save hours, hours and hours in a day that multiple hours in a day compounds over a month, compounds over a quarter, compounds over a year to allow you to then focus on scaling the team, doing more hires, investing into marketing and sales, and spending your time on what you do best and what you love to do to not only fuel you, but also to have a higher level of impact on your business to be able to go big to get big. Beautiful, man. I love that. Um, when I want to change 
change gears here uh, as we move to the last section of the the podcast. And um, you are a man of giving, and I'm sure you have a hundred stories of things that you've done that uh, have brought a tear to your eye or or brought you some sort of emotional impact for something that you've done for somebody else. And one of the things that we ask all of our guests that I'm excited to hear your answer on is, dude, I just want to hear you brag about something you've done that helped somebody else, that impacted somebody else, that gave you absolute goosebumps that you uh, don't share too often. Oh, I don't share too often. Oh, you threw a wrench in it for me. Um, there's been a lot of times, man. I know that uh, you shared this question with me before we hopped on, and I kind of expected it was coming, and I didn't quite know how to answer it. Like one of the most, one of the coolest times I ever gave was actually uh, I gave like was in Singapore, and it was um, I don't know a, a few bucks to this dude playing a guitar, her playing a guitar on the side of the street, and it was cool for me because it was uh, a song I knew, and there was nobody else around. Not a soul that I could see. And he was just playing his guitar and I gave him like five bucks, whatever it was, and Singaporean dollars. And we just, I just started singing out of a terrible singing voice. And it was just a really cool moment of like two souls from two different sides of the earth connecting in that one particular moment um, about something that we both like love, which is music. Um, that's one. I think I'm going to share it to you here because. My favorite is a little bit different. My favorite is not just, you know, moments that we gave to Kids Board, which is like my favorite charity of all time. Um, but it's actually the consistency of how we gave to them and not for a monetary value, but we sponsored Kids Board and we talked about Kids Board every single month at our meetup for like five years, if not more. And day in, day out, every single month we hosted a meetup, whether it was online or if it was in person, we talked about kids for it. And we were able to throw them, you know, a few thousand dollars a month from, from people coming into the room and, and from the sponsorships of that night or whatever. But more impactful than that, dude, I can't even remember how many people were like, oh, I also love sports. I also want to support youth. I'm going to hop on and I'm going to sponsor kids sport in my business this way as well. There's a one for one or like, um, you know, burpees for kids or whatever that was. And just how being so consistent and passionate about that particular cause we have been and, and were and have been inspired so many people to support that same cause in our local community. That is my favorite moment we give in. That's awesome, man. And I'd say uh, we've, we've probably had a massive impact. I still get people messaging me all the time saying, I just donated to Kids Poor Victoria. Thank you so much. Like, thanks for bringing awareness to it. My parents still any uh, any one of my uh, birthdays or anniversaries just make a donation to Kids Poor Victoria, and uh, I totally agree. That's probably the biggest impact you can make is not even just writing a check, but bringing awareness to a charity to spread that love. So, um, I want to finish off by jumping into our giving round, the one we do with all of our guests. But I want to hear it from you. So, I would love for you to start bragging on one charity that you like that is not kids Port victoria uh there's this one that i've seen recently which is like free water or something like that where like the ads of the water bottle pay for the water bottle and the water and then they give away the water for free i don't know exactly how that works or if it's an actual cause or if they're just giving away water because they want to but i thought it was a really cool idea and execution of an idea that hadn't been implemented in like the drinking water space before so if they can expand that and grow that 
That sounds wicked awesome cool. And all the power to you. I'm excited to hear your answer on this one, but what would get you more excited? Donating a million dollars or spending a week physically helping others? I don't know. I think I got to say like the million bucks. And uh, like I've, we've gone down to orphanages and, and, and we've spent time volunteering with, with kids and, and uh, I, I, I love every second of that. And one of my favorite moments was like being down at the orphanage with Larry and, and, uh, and all the girls and, and the boys that, you know, and, and taking Rebecca down there, that was super special. Um, and I would love to do that again, but I know the impact that a million dollars can have on a charity like that or a charity like Kids for Victoria. And for me, it's two things. One, that impact, but also at that particular point, I know that I've been able to grow and close that gap into the person I want to become. And that's a special moment. Beautiful answer. Who inspires you with their giving these days? You know what? I'm going to say Stephen Bartlett. And not from, I have no idea how he contributes to the organizations, but the level of conversation that guy has on his podcast is well beyond inspiring uh, and impactful through just the message that, he, that him and his guests are delivering. Beautiful. Um, what do you think of when you hear go big to give big? Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is like euphoria or like a perfect world almost. You and I both believe that it's going to be like business. It's going to be capitalism that ends up changing the world. At some point, there's going to be more than one Elon Musk out there who says, fuck it. World hunger. No, no more. I got you. And that's what I think of is like, we all as entrepreneurs, as community members, we all have passions for different things. You know, my father has recently been diagnosed with cancer. So that's been a little bit more prevalent on mine. And so can I build a business, a new business that specifically creates support for that particular type of cancer and for that to then find some crazy cause and boom, done. That's no longer anybody's worry. Like the more people that get on board with this, the more people have passion around it, the more people that we can be able to impact. And ultimately, at the end of the day, have this greatly significant impact on a better world. Who would be your number one collaborator to partner with? Um, any like dead or alive, like anybody alive today? Anybody? Oh my god! Uh, the number one person I want to meet in this world is Eminem. Mm. He to his music saved my life multiple times. Um, it was just a release for me. And uh, yeah, that's probably not going to be like the most significant like business venture maybe, but it would be probably the most special for me. Very cool. Uh, and one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Inspired. Mm. Beautiful word. And the last question, do you believe that money can buy happiness? Hands down, I absolutely do. No matter, I was raised with like the uh, money is the root of all evil and that whole side of things of like the Christian church. Uh, since then, I've grown and learned and I've seen the impact that a dollar can make on a poor family in Nepal and being able to help those people. Uh, that brings me happiness. It brings them happiness. So anybody who disagrees with me, you're wrong. You are shopping in the right store, my friend. I absolutely believe that. So 
Awesome, dude. Well, this has been a ton of fun and it was uh, awesome to get you to open up, share with our audience a little bit, uh, expose some of the stuff that maybe they haven't heard of about you or why you believe so much in giving back and uh, the kind of human that you want to become. And that's why I really wanted to highlight on this show is that um, you just in the core heart believe that giving is uh, just second nature in your life. It just comes to you naturally and that everyone should be doing it. I just really wanted to showcase that for all of our audience to see that uh, your heart is uh, one of your greatest qualities because you just care so much. So thank you for coming on, dude. Absolutely loved it and uh, excited to see where we can take this podcast in the future. Hell yeah, man. We're, we're going big. Thanks for uh, this format. I'm looking forward to interviewing you soon. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of Go Big to Get Big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can, and it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.